Welcome to the Straight Talk Podcast. I am your host, America Sheriff David Clark. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start with some presidential politics. I'll have a few things to say on this recent former President Donald Trump indictment by the United States Department of Justice on the handling of classified documents, and I think they charge him with obstruction as well. And I'll have very little to say on it for now. Make it might get into it in a, in a different podcast after this settles down. You know my model. I don't want to get on the air and chase the latest news story and say the same thing that everybody else is saying. But look, everybody knows that this is a sham. Everybody knows that the United States Department of Justice, under the Democrats, Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, has been weaponized to go after political opponents. The thing that bothers me the most out of this is not that they did it. We all kind of knew they were going to they were going to do it. Same thing happened in New York, might happen in Georgia. As a continued persecution of this fine American Donald Trump and very little pushback at ground level. I'm hearing a lot of people comment on this, you know, lawyers and constitutional lawyers and pundits and you know, this is terrible, the republic this, and you know, the only way that this will stop is when you, the people, when we, the people, take to the streets with massive protests, not on on, on social media, not in a think tank, not on TV, not in a TV studio, massive protests to show our disgust and disdain over what has happened to our government, like they did in France, like they're still doing in France, like they did in Sri Lanka, 250,000 surrounded the presidential palace. They had to airlift the president out of there. That is the kind of response that will get their attention. So until we're ready to do that, and we're not right now, then they're going to continue to do it. And I don't want to hear any whining. Because that's all we're doing right now. But I want to turn, stay on the, 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 the issue of presidential politics, and I want to talk about the growing GOP field for the nomination for 2024. I think they're up to 12, 13, or 14 candidates now. Most recent that have gotten in, Mike Pence, Chris Christie, and there may be one other one that's gotten in. But anyway, the field's growing. What we're seeing, ladies and gentlemen, is a repeat of 2016 where I think they had like 16 candidates, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, anybody that wants to can get in, file the paperwork, put a committee together, and run for president. But there's only a a handful of people that really have a chance, and the reason I say that is because you have to have the apparatus in place in all 50 states. Very expensive to do. So if you're not well-funded, you can get in, make a little noise, rattle a few cages. That's about it. Might get a little media attention, but that's about it. So it's basically more about money. But I think more than that, you have to have the charisma. And the reason I say that is because presidential politics is a popularity contest. And, you know, but for a few, like Joe Biden didn't have any charisma. But Joe Biden had the backing of the entire Democrat establishment to beat Donald Trump. The guy campaigned from his 
basement, for heaven's sakes. Never left his basement. Never hit the campaign trail. And still won. I still think there was hijinks involved. I still think there was some chicanery going on in 2020. I think there was some cheating going on. But anyway, he had the apparatus in place of the Democrat establishment to win the presidency. And, and, and keep in mind, you only have to win in about five or seven states, the swing states, to win this thing. And the margins were slim. I think Biden won Wisconsin by like 20,000. He won Michigan by about 30,000 votes. He won Arizona by about 12,000, 15,000, 20,000. That's not a lot. It's the same margin that Trump won in those states, Pennsylvania, in 2016. But here's where I want to turn this thing to. I think that the model being used, and it's no secret, the elitists of the GOP, the establishment GOP, the power brokers in the GOP, the big donors in the GOP have kind of gotten together, and they're on a mission. Like I said, it's a lot like 2016. And their mission is to stop Donald Trump. I think that is a very dangerous strategy, and here's why. It didn't work in 2016. But they all ganged up on Trump. I remember Marco Rubio saying in one of the national debates, Donald Trump will not be the nominee of our party. He said that. Well, Trump obviously was. So instead of getting up here and, and having a, a, a message that energizes the base, creating a vision for the country, what's your vision for the country if you become president? Instead of doing that, the strategy is, we got to take down Donald Trump. It further divides the party. And you know what? This is an interesting element of this, too. Rona McDaniel, the head of the RNC, she talked about unification. She says, yeah, you know, the primary, it'll be, uh, you know, a tough fight. But in the end, we all have to come together to defeat Joe Biden or whoever the Democrat is to win the White House. Oh, really? Do you really believe that? First of all, something that could have happened that would have further unified the Republican Party would have been to have gotten rid of Rona Romney McDaniel. She's been a disaster ever since she took over the reins of the RNC. So, so here's how this works. When it comes to anybody else, Oh, now we got to unify around that candidate in the end. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, sometimes that works. It's not everybody. But all of a sudden, when it's Donald Trump that wins the nomination, and when it's Donald Trump that's trying to win the nomination, there's an effort afoot to take him out and to not support him in the end. I mean, look at the never Trumpers. The never Trumpers, when Trump won the nomination in 2016, some of them came out and said they were voting for Hillary Clinton. Oh, where's the unification? Oh, we got to get behind a candidate. No, it's only their candidate, the establishment candidate. They get to decide who the nominee is. No, 
you know, it's the, 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 the television show. I can't remember the name of it. Homie, don't play that. Living Colors. You remember that one? Homie, don't play that. Our voters, when I say our, I'm talking about the conservative portion of the GOP. They're more independent than that. You kick their candidate in his rear end, and they're going to make you pay. So all of a sudden, it's okay for the never-Trumpers to not unify, but if somebody else wins the nomination, well, we got to unify. No, 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 no. If Trump, and I don't know who's going to win this nomination, but if Trump wins the nomination, I think you know where my feelings lie right now, but, I, you know, I'm going to wait. Because this is up to the voters. This is not up to the donors. This is not up to the GOP establishment class. This is not a group of these senators and, and Congress people who are endorsing. Endorsements are window dressing. That's all they are. I don't think I've ever voted for somebody because, well, oh, Senator so-and-so or Congressman so-and-so or Congresswoman so-and-so said. That doesn't matter to me. And, you know, I think most conservative, and I said I think, most conservative people share that sentiment. Don't make their own decision. But it's funny, Rona McDaniel didn't say anything about the never-Trumpers unifying. She didn't say anything about them in 2020. And these people like to blame Donald Trump. These same, the same establishment, anti-Trumpers like to blame Donald Trump for what happened in 2020, 2022, and 2018 when they lost the House and the Senate. They want to blame Trump for that. No, I blame the never-Trumpers for that. I blame the GOP. I blame the, the uh, RNC. I blame the National Republican Senatorial Committee for not being able to raise money and not having a successful get-out-the-vote campaign. That's why the Republicans lost. That's why there was no red wave. And these same establishment people, thinking they get to coronate and handpick the candidate that, that we're going to have to get behind in the general election. No, the voters decide. And if the voters decide, like they did in 2016, they wanted Donald Trump, then those people, those never-Trumpers, and the GOP establishment, they have to get behind the candidate, and they didn't. So I don't want to be lectured to by McDaniel or anybody else about what we need to do to rally behind a candidate other than Donald Trump. We'll decide that. You know, Mike Pence jumps, jumps in. You know what his message was? Never Trump. This is from the Washington Times. Former Vice President Mike Trump formally launched his 2024 bid for the Republican presidential nomination on Wednesday, clearly stating that the party and the nation should never allow his one-time boss, former President Donald Trump, back into the White House. Well, who's he to decide that? He goes on to say, anyone who puts themselves over the Constitution should never be President of the United States, and anyone who asks someone else to put them over the Constitution should never be President of the United States. Well, first of all, Donald Trump didn't put himself above the Constitution, number one. And, and how many times have you heard me say there are a lot of people above the Constitution? There are a lot of people above the law, including Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, 
who often sidestepped the Constitution with his executive orders to get things done. Washington, D.C. is full of elitists who think they're above the law and above the Constitution. The FBI not turning over the document that that Congress was looking for on the Joe Biden-Hunter Biden scheme. They think they're above the law. But anyway, Mike Pence, if he really wants to win this nomination, to tell us what his vision is. Don't tell him that his idea or plan is to stop Trump. And here's another clown, Chris Sununu, New Hampshire governor. He announced he's not running for president. But then again, he says, the stakes are too high for a crowded field to hand the nomination to a candidate who who earns just 35% of the vote, and I will help ensure this does not happen. Who is he, who's not even going to get in, who is he to think that he should be able to help make sure that somebody who gets 35% of the vote, and that's Donald Trump, by the way, nobody else is even near that. What does that say about the rest of those candidates? that they can't get any traction. Donald Trump's 35% are solid, even if he doesn't win the nomination. Some of them might peel off and unify behind whoever wins the nomination, but some of them will not. And their margins are so slim that if 20 to 25% of Trump's voters don't get behind the candidate in 2024, whoever wins the nomination, the Republicans can't win. And I'm tired of, of media types, and and these these so-called insiders telling me Trump can't win in 2024. Really? I think it's a dangerous message. First of all, what if he wins a nomination? Now you're saying he can't win? How are you going to bring this party back together? He also, the Republicans cannot win without Donald Trump. So the, the, the same is true. The opposite is true. They say Trump can't win in 2024 because he can't win with independents and Democrats. I don't know that. That's a prevailing narrative, and you know me. I'm here to poke holes in these prevailing narratives. I think he can win. You know, we don't know what the country's going to look like in the next two years, actually a year and a half. Things may be so bad. Biden is such a weak candidate. I don't think anybody, including Trump, can beat him in 2024 if the conditions are right. But here's the biggest thing that has to happen. The GOP has to do a better job, that's where the RNC comes in and the Senatorial Committee, of raising money. Trump ran out of money in 2020. If you remember, in the last two weeks of the election, Biden put his, or his campaign anyway, they put their campaign into overdrive. He was constantly on the air, commercials, radio, and TV. A barrage. And you hardly heard from Trump. The reason is they ran out of money. That's the GOP's fault. That's the RNC's fault. That's the Senatorial Committee's fault. And the House Republican Committee, that's their fault. Where's the money? And I'm also tired of hearing about, well, we need better candidates. No. We need a better strategy from the GOP, the RNC, and the National Senatorial Committee, and the House uh, Republican Committee. We need better fundraising, not better candidates. Are you trying to tell me that John Fetterman was a quality candidate? The Democrats took a guy who suffered a stroke on his phone, 
couldn't talk in the last month of the campaign, failed to appear anywhere, and got him over the finish line. And then when, he, when they got him there, the guy spent a couple months in a psych hospital suffering depression. That's a quality candidate. And Joe Biden, in the early stages of dementia, and everybody knew it in 2020, campaigned from his basement. That's a quality candidate? No, but they outraised the GOP, and they have a better get-out-the-vote strategy. And I'm hearing, well, you know, we need better candidates like Herschel Walker. They blame that the lost Georgia Senate seat on, on Herschel Walker and not having a better candidate. Really? No. You know what happened? What happened was Herschel Walker was outraised two to one. He raised $78 million. Warnock, his Democrat opponent, $150 million. That's why Herschel Walker lost. He got outspent. Where were the big donors? Where was the GOP? Where was the Senatorial Committee? I don't care what you thought about Herschel Walker as a candidate. The primary voters in Georgia said, this is, what, this is who we want. Then it's time. All of a sudden, the rallying doesn't count anymore. So you got Sununu thinking that, you know, well, we can't let a guy who only has 35% of the vote in the primary win the nomination. Like hell, we can't. If none of those other people can do it, then their message isn't resonating. They don't have the charisma. They don't have the money. They don't have the structure. And there's a couple more here, too. John Thune, Republican, South Dakota. Now, he's backing Tim Scott. And that's okay. But he says, we got to do everything we can to stop Donald Trump. That's not what your motivation should be. It's we have a candidate who can inspire the base, who can energize the base, who has a vision for America. And he has to get out there and hope that his campaign resonates with the base voter. That's you and I. So, you know, read this stuff. And, you know, here's another one. Let me pull this out here. Former House Republican warns Fox News GOP will willingly lose to Joe Biden if proven loser, that's Trump, gets nomination. Former House Republican Will Hurd appeared on Fox News Wednesday where he called Donald Trump a proven loser who could lead to a victory for Joe Biden in 2024. Folks, if the Democrats, if all they have is Joe Biden, wow. And they think they can win like that, again like that when the guy who's demonstrating more and more his advanced stages of dementia, and they can win with that candidate? So Hurd says, ultimately, here is what I think. Options are always good, Hurd said, of the growing field of Republican candidates vying for the 2024 nomination. I don't subscribe to this narrative that too many candidates in the race is going to ultimately help Donald Trump. But the question we should be asking ourselves, who can we elect that can win in November? If we want to do things like bend back inflation, address the national debt, address the federal deficit, if we want to fix the border problem, problem, there's a crisis happening at the border. If we want to win this new Cold War with China, then we have to win in November, and we need a candidate who can do that. Ladies and gentlemen, he just described Donald Trump. That's what Donald Trump did in four years as president against all odds, against opposition from his own party. 
He took on the entire D.C. establishment, the entire Republican establishment, the national media, and look at, every, look at everything that he got done. And then Heard ends by saying, and we know that Donald Trump can't do that. He already did it. So we got a long way to go, but I'm going to continue to push back against this damn Republican establishment. It's not up to them. It's up to we the people. It's up to primary voters. We'll decide who the candidate is. Not Heard, not Thune, not Sununu, not the RNC. We the voters. And I expect if Donald Trump wins the nomination, I don't know that he's going to, but if he does, I expect all of these people who say he can't win, all these people who say we have to stop Trump, I expect them to support, vociferously support Donald Trump in November of 2024. And you know that's not going to happen because the anti-Trumpers are still there. They'll still be anti-Trumpers. And they'd be willing. I mean, for heaven's sakes, people in the George Bush family said they were voting for Hillary Clinton in in 2016. Where's the unity? Where's the unifying? Where's the coming together to, to, to win the White House? All of a sudden, it didn't matter. They were willing to let Hillary Clinton win in 2016. They were willing to let Joe Biden win in 2020. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0, a buy one, get one free offer with promo code CLARK. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature-regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, it does. MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code CLARK, that's C-L-A-R-K-E, to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. Friends, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Straight Talk with yours truly, America Sheriff David Clark. And a special thank you also goes out to our sponsors. My goal, as always, is to break down these complex and many times controversial issues and bring it to you straight with a little dose of common sense, no media bias, no talking points, just truth. And this podcast would not be possible without your support. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite place to listen. And please share this message of common sense 
sense on social media. For more content, be sure to follow me on Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And just a reminder, we'd love for you to join our Straight Shooters VIP Podcast Club for only $5 per month. And with that membership, you'll receive invitations to attend private podcast events throughout the year as a VIP guest when we come to your town. Plus, if you join today, you'll also receive a free coffee mug and a sample of our private label coffee as long as supplies last. Subscribe and join at americasheriff.com. This podcast is brought to you by americasheriff.com with executive producer Judy Wilkinson of JL Wilkinson Consulting and producer Josh Wentz in partnership with our friends at Bulldog Media. If you are interested in partnering with Straight Talk Podcasts or having me speak in your area, please contact Judy at jlwilkinsonconsulting at gmail.com, 706-518-2116. That's jlwilkinsonconsulting at gmail.com. Phone number 706-518-2116. Stay tuned. Great things are coming on next week's podcast.